Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Mraz. It was another day of takes, laughs, and memorable moments. Keep it locked here. It's the best of the DA show. Happy Monday! North America, the mothership has connected from Frederick Creek Key's old house to the Boston Harbor, from Tucson, Arizona to Toronto, Canada, from Kalamazoo to Waterloo, around the air. They listening, DA. Everything we saying, DA. Everything. We're coming to you live from me and Bogish's studio here. How are you doing? How are you doing? Sports right now, we're doing well. It's Mraz, it's bogus. It's a July 3rd da in what is going to be an interesting week. And a cast of thousands working with us today. Ryan Betcher, Botcher, Betcher. I liked Ryan from yesterday. No, 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 no. That's how he referenced him. No, no, no. Ryan, this is a rarity. Three minutes in the light, turn on your mic. What is your last name again? Botcher. Botcher. I said Betcher because it's spelled like James Betcher, the old defensive coordinator. Ryan Botcher. He just made a mistake that cost me 10 years of my life. Do not shake your head and say, whatever you want to call me, call me. Because then you end mm. up with Esmeraz for 10 years. Let them get your last name right. Okay? Only now in my move that is two weeks away over to WFAN am I getting my last name back. So don't. You tell me what your last name is. Okay? Young man. Am I wrong, folks? No, I mean, if there's one thing you can teach the youth of America is how to not get a nickname that will... Yeah. Carry with you for a decade until 100%. you get a promotion, and they Can't tell shake. you to get rid of that nickname. I had to reintroduce myself to my kids this weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> e- EJ's with us as well. Pete's hovering around the mothership somewhere. He's probably getting his 14th tee. He just stood up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Brooke, the intern, back. Welcome back, Brooke. How are you? Done backpacking through Europe. I, we yes. finished last week with like eight people. I think we have more now. <laughs> We lost DA, gained me and you, yeah. Pete's back, Ryan from yesterday is still here, Brooke plus Emmanuel's on updates, and who knows what's going to show up. What this is, is happening? great. This is great. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So we're going to have fun. So this week on the doll, we'll set this up before we set up on the, uh, set up the show. DA, who came back off paternity early after the announcement that I will be leaving the show. Blue collar. Came back to work last week with us. He is on back on paternity all week. I think he's attempted to take the kid to Rhode Island. Bless his heart. They're there. They made it. They made okay. it. How long it lasts? But you know what's weird? DA's taking like cryptic pictures. Was that a lobster roll from two Rhode Island trips ago? Was it this road? I don't know. It seems like a touchy subject. But he and the Bourbon Bell are living in this weird, I don't like alternate universe with time. You're right. Like everything has been cryptic, not yeah. necessarily specific. There's like is that rose from yet now right. or from last spring? And I once had a Narragansett beer. Maybe I'm having it now <laughs> right. again. I had no idea. I'm like, is it that sunny up there? I don't know. I was trying to look at weather patterns. Right. It's like a weird version of 
like being in like witness protection. Like yeah. he exists. We can't know where he is at any given time. It's a peculiar situation. It, it's odd. But hey, that's that's that's, that's DA. Why would it be simple? That's Dame time, as we'll get it to is. in just a second. Uh, okay, so DA out all week. Bogus and me here with you today. Tomorrow we were all we will be off celebrating America's independence. And like true morning shows, we will also be off the fifth because who the heck wants to wake up? Yeah, as I did this morning after watching fireworks until ten thirty at night. Not going to happen. But we will be back with you on Thursday, Friday next week. I am off for a week, and then the final swan song of. You know, goodbye to this version of the DA show with me on it the week of the 17th. So there you go. You've set it up, or as I like to call it, seven more 4 a.m. wake-ups. I just realized something. Yeah. Brooke's been in Europe. Did she has you, no idea I'm leaving. Do you, you know, know I'm this? leaving, Brooke? No, okay. The one person. I'm leaving two studios down. But the anyway. one person doesn't know. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So, Brooke, happy internship. The show's getting broken up. Um, <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have plenty to get into, but as a result, the reason I wanted to set up that it's 4th of July week, I mean, you guys are no strangers to that. This was always an iconic week on the DA show. In past years, DA would not take off on this week. We had been through wienerships. If you don't know what that is, it was our classic hot dog eating contest here. Um, We've had awkward moments throughout the year. So not one, but two, as we're going to do these lookbacks on some great moments and memorable moments, I guess, surrounding me, which is weird to say because usually DA is setting that up. We will have two today. If you don't know how Badlands Booker became such a big part of the DA show, competitive eater, uh, major league eating, the whole deal, how he ended up at Bob's Bar, we will go back to his debut in Wienership 2 from July 1st, 2014. We will play that back in the fourth hour of the show. Next hour of the show, a moment we've talked about forever. There are a few banned people from the show. One of them is Joey Chestnut. At 7.20 a.m. Eastern, we will play back the moment that should remind everybody tomorrow when they sit on their couch or outside wherever they digest the hot dog eating contest, why America should be rooting against Joey Chestnut. We will play that play back that we will play back that moment at 7.20 a.m. Eastern. Uh, sound check mixed in. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Deshaun Jackson apparently hates Chip Kelly, and we have no idea where he said it. But we begin now. There was EJ. Is that a shot at EJ? No, it actually wasn't. It was, oh, okay. it was actually, a, I was hoping to make EJ laugh, which I did. Um, we begin now with NBA free agency and the rumor mill and the trade rumors and everything. So outside of Elon Musk trying to keep us from information in both the NBA and NHL this weekend, uh, you know, I, 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 my fat ass cut the lawn on Saturday morning. All right. I'm sweating. There's a house diagonal across the street from me for sale. So there's like a line full of people. So in typical me fashion, I took my shirt off and cut the lawn, send the message. You got to be dealing with this. Were you announcing your name somehow? These people could come nope. over and go, hey, I know you. Nope. No? I was hoping to scare <laughs> to me, Sean. <clears throat> Weekday afternoons. The fan. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Did you I call Tiki really loudly from the front lawn? I did not. Okay. I did not. So, anyway, thank you. Did any Giant fan recognize your front stoop as the one from the <laughs> week one video? <laughs> no. Okay. No, we didn't get that. Okay. Although, we might be getting a stoop soon, so I might be sending wooden planks of that and giving them away. All right. Uh, anyway... <laughs> this looks familiar. Why? Have I been here before? So I, I'm cutting the lawn. I have headphones in. I'm listening to whatever the heck I'm listening to. And then I get in the pool. And I got to be honest with you. I had worked so much. I forgot that like NBA and NHL free agency was going on on Saturday. So it got to like 3, 4 o'clock when I started loading Twitter and see nobody complain about Twitter. And I'm going, oh, wait, all this is going on at once. So, obviously, you get caught up in the rumor mill. And the biggest story happens to be from a player who's not moved. 
but we believe now finally will be moved. The future of Dame Lillard. It's where we begin. Richard Cold Open. Back to Grant. Dame will spread out on the sideline to get the rock. High dribble into the lane, running right-hander up and in. Damian Lillard with that runner. 71 points, a career high. Dame badly, badly wants to win. And he's probably being more vocal about that than ever, but I don't look at that as a negative. I look at that as he's passionate about this. It matters deeply to him, and it matters deeply to us. With an opportunity to perhaps win the game. Remember, it was Simons who won the game against Phoenix. He rises and fires and scores! Damian Lillard! Yeah, that's what he's saying. It's game time. If one of those trades went went through... Out of those teams, which one would you be like, ah, eh, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Miami is the obvious one. Hitting the home run, uh, as I said, it's addition by subtraction. And so you can go out. We've done this. We we played this this game for, you know, 27 years. And some of them we hit on, we hit big. And I plan on hitting big again. But I'm not just swinging for the fences right now because it could be reckless, a little bit reckless. And, and after this year, you know, I feel very good about where we are. But also, I agree with you, we need to improve. Uh, put it this way. They basically have loaded up one of those pods dumpsters in front, in front of the trailblazers and said, take anyone out of here you want besides Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Maybe they'll go back and forth on Caleb Martin a little, but it's basically sort of come in, pick and choose, tell us what you want, anything else is yours. Mm. The Heat are all in on this. This is their moment. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. Okay, the Blazers general manager Joe Cronin back on June 23rd. Bill McDonald via Spectrum Sportsnet. Brian Custer and Damian Lillard via the Last Stand podcast. I'm like that for Custer. That was on June 7th. Pat Riley and Pat Riley on June 20th, and then of course South Florida Sun Sentinel Heat reporter Ira Heatbeat, Ira Winderman via NBA TV. So here we have it. We kind of wondered after the NBA draft and the Scoot Henderson selection, would Damian Lillard continue to be Mr. Loyal in Portland and go forward here with Scoot Henderson where he'd ask out? He ends up asking out this weekend. Let me just say this. First, for starters, how about applause for Damian Lillard? Because there's certain ways to handle it, certain ways not. Seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, all-NBA you know, NBA 75 team. We all know the accolades with Lillard. Could never get to the ring. Furthest he got was the Western Conference Finals. Ran into, obviously, great Warrior teams, which were going to prevent them whenever he was paired with C.J. McCollum and, and what, the, what the Blazers tried to do. You know... In this day and age of the NBA, it's rather refreshing that Damian Lillard stayed loyal for this extra couple of years here where we thought maybe at 30, 29 there a couple of years ago, he was going to bag out. And only now when, you know, I think everybody obviously sees the, the changing landscape of the West, sees Lillard at, what, 32, going to be 33 in another couple of days, and understand that by the time the Blazers are truly ready to compete again, I mean, what, what Lillard's going to be 35, 36 and then it's a ticket. He doesn't owe the Blazers anything. He's given them all of these great years. As we said, the seven All-NBA years. This is totally fine and totally acceptable. However, the Blazers, though, at the same time, 
there is this thought if the Heat are the leaders in the clubhouse, they don't have the draft picks to give away, which is why you're going to have to find a third team to get involved. You heard Ira Winderman there. You know, Tyler Hero's a guy who clearly feels like he's going to have to get moved. Kyle Lowry's a guy who feels like he's going to have to get moved. But they don't really have all of these draft picks. That, you know, the couple are going to have to be involved to get this. And look, should Lillard get the haul that Kevin Durant got? Probably not. But he's certainly worthy. This team needs to use this piece in Lillard to build up their foundation. So it'll be really interesting. This might have to be a three-team deal, a four-team deal. There are other teams that could get involved, but the leader in the clubhouse does feel like the Miami Heat. And oh, by the way, if he does land with the Miami Heat, to go with Bam Adebayo and to go with Jimmy Butler, how do you then not consider them the favorite in the East? They just got to a finals. So certainly kudos to Lillard for being as loyal as possible, but I do wonder if he waited too long to realize that it wasn't going to work in Portland because... You know, we're on multiple GMs, multiple years, and multiple trades. They tried to make themselves better around him, and it never worked. And then the last draw was keeping that third pick and then not really diving headfirst into free agency on Friday. So Saturday morning, he goes, I'm out. You just said he's about to turn 33. It's not old, but it's also not young. Yeah. If he does go to Miami, I like the idea of Jimmy Butler becoming the second best player on a really good team, and maybe they are the best team in the in the East. Yep. Fine. But he's also not 29 or 30 when he could have been asking out. Because I feel like everybody else has known it wasn't going to work in Portland before Dame did. So I just yeah. hope he didn't wait too long to realize he had to go somewhere else to get this to get this done. I, I hope so, too. But regardless, I think he will end up in a fine enough spot. But I think the spot has to be in the East, though. I really do. I believe it has to be in the East. The last thing he wants if you're getting out of Portland is to go deal with a West... He's not going to end up with the Suns. He's not going to end up with the Nuggets. But people keep mentioning the Spurs. Yeah, that he's fascinated with the Spurs. Okay, which, fine. You're but just going up to play with Wambanyama when you just got Scoot Henderson. Right, which is, right. It's almost the same thing as I, Portland. Unless he knows other guys will join him in San Antonio, and that's how they'll all reconvene there with Wambanyama. I think Wambanyama is going to be great right away. But it can't be San Antonio. As no. much as you might love Popovich I, and the culture or whatever, it can't be there. I don't think so. And let's not forget, who knows what Portland might leak here as part of this, too, because they're going to need a little more leverage than just Miami is the only team that's going to swing for them. Right. So, 855-212-4227. I'm going to say 855-212-4CBS. i tell you what it does do, and this is very inside radio-y, Mm. This is going to go on for a little bit. I don't think it's going to get done today or whatever, so it gives us topics until football. Yeah, I think this and Harden, which we'll get to this morning as yeah. well, are nowhere near being yep. done quickly. It'll be-, be the summers of Lillard and Harden. And we'll get into Draymond Green, Kyrie Irving, uh, some of these other re-signings that actually probably were more interesting than signing elsewheres, if that makes any sense. Elsewheres. Yeah, it's not a word, but that's fine. Elsewheres. Yeah. Sound like a grandfather. You do. I'm going to go elsewheres with this. All right, when we come back, though, Bogues, how about your best audio of the day? I mentioned Deshaun Jackson. No respect. No respect for Chip Kelly. And I'll share a fun anecdote about Chip Kelly that we've probably told before, but if you've never heard it, it's interesting. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Let me just say this before we start Soundcheck. I went to the breakfast well a little earlier than late. I had a rough night's sleep, up late with the fireworks. I'm not going to give away the name brand, but I just had, let's just call it one of these healthier versions of cereal that's come out lately that's ultra expensive. 
Boy, does my brain feel activated. Oh, man, is that You're welcome. Good. That's good. Good protein cereal. We were discussing this the entire break, and now I think I actually might have trashed this trend, or it has definitely come up before. Where cereals, this kind of cereal that's supposed to actually have, like, benefits to you right. eating is way too expensive? Yeah, that yeah. is, if you want to have it more than once a week, all of a sudden yeah. you're going to be bankrupt. Because it seems like there's not a lot in the box, and the box is like 10 oh. bucks a shot. Yep, $10 a box. So in a hurry, you're done, you're still hungry, and out goes another 10 or 20 bucks. Yeah, but delicious. It's delicious. And and I feel great. Like, my, uh, you saw me. Like, the first, I was like, and I feel activated and ready to go. Uh, brain... Brain, brain turned on. You yeah, said something man. very funny and hopeful. Brain and activated. Yeah. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Smart Sean in effect. Let's go. Let's go. I think I just saw a piece fly out of my microphone. Anyway, uh, let's start with Draymond Green, uh, courtesy of Bleach Report. He lists his top five trash talkers in the NBA. Top five trash talkers in the league. Yours truly, number one. Let me not give an order, because who cares about the order? Myself, Patrick Beverly, still give it to KD. KD still talk a lot. Russ still talk. My fifth one, I got to go with uh, Chris Paul. What do you think makes a good trash talker? You got to have facts, man. You got to be willing to cut deep. Boy, you see how he snuck Chris Paul in there? He knows. He snuck Chris Paul in there. Has to. That's the whole key to the whole clip. Because you had the, you know, him basically saying he doesn't know Chris Paul well, but he couldn't stand him a couple of years ago. So now, in a complimentary way, he's one of the top five trash talkers as he goes back for four years on 100 mil. The Draymond, I fought with Jordan Poole and I'm out of the teammates to fight with. I better show that I like everybody and I respect them. Oh, and, and this is where I've ever come to be brought up. This is genius by Draymond. Now, next year in camp, if any reporter brings up Draymond's past comments on Chris Paul, Draymond can't... But this is why I couldn't stand it. It was in a good way. He's one of my top five trash talkers in the NBA. Now, how far do you think he would go with this? If you asked him top five centers, would he somehow finagle CP3 onto this list? Probably. To keep being nice yeah. to him? He'll be top five guys in the NBA who could play baseball. Right. Okay. Top five guys who would be perfect with Big, ba big Baby in the landfill. Ooh. I mean, it makes sense, too. CP3 is yeah. so big in the desert. Top five guys that could do as good a job as Ryan Betcher on their first day on the board. Definitely CP3 I can't on call him Betcher again. It's fine. Botcher. I can't get James Betcher out of my head, the NFL defensive coordinator. Shocking that you're stuck yeah. on a ridiculously bad Giants defensive coordinator. By the way, Ryan Botcher going Metallica t-shirt today after the Jurassic Park one last week. And then, was there another one we couldn't figure out? I think maybe your first day, when you were just training with Pete, we weren't sure what the shirt was. But this is a good collection. It is. Yeah, and he, by the way, also wanted to tell us he didn't always shop at Hot Topic, and I'm starting to get the vibe he only shops at Feels Hot Topic. Feels like that. Spencer yeah. Gifts, maybe, yeah. as well. He has a chain hanging from his wallet to his jeans. Newberry Comics? Yes, exactly. Exactly. He has maybe checkerboard shoes. Oh, yeah. You know, those slide-on ones. All right. Yeah, where you color in a couple of those uh, boards. And it's better than Pete. Oh, yeah. What, Pete in the Tyler McGill hoodie and khakis? Right. Yes. Exactly, as he pokes his head up. Sure, I was like the Mets bullpen coach back there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so here's the clip. We don't know where it came from or when it happened. It was Deshaun Jackson with no respect for Chip Kelly. I don't respect Chip Kelly. That's just what it comes I think, down. yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. a man. I don't like yeah, giving him click, clickbait or whatever nah. they want to call yeah, it, but it I'm a real one, and I just speak on it, bro. What he did, bro. You could talk to anybody that was ever a Philadelphia Eagle fan, bro, mm -hmm. and they'll tell you the same thing. He dismantled that team, bro. There was no way you get rid of 
a Deshaun Jackson, a Deshaun McCoy, a no Michael Vick, a Jeremy Macklin, on and on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you I mean, really broke down the <laughs> team, bro. And we were Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay. May I first? Please, the floor is yours. Chip Kelly was a terrible NFL head coach. It was right idea, bad execution. Chip Kelly had kind of like a revolutionary style offense in Oregon going back 10 years ago. He was a hot commodity. It wasn't just the Eagles that were interested. It felt like he might be the next big thing. And like all of these guys, right, we always see rules. Another one, the college coaches seemingly fail constantly in the NFL. But think about the names Deshaun Jackson just talked about dismantling. The Eagles, at the end of Andy Reid and the Chip Kelly, had some really good players. But, you know, sometimes you got to say goodbye to certain people. First of all, Jeremy Macklin never became the first-round receiver out of Mizzou Fine, never great. Deshaun Jackson, electrifying player for the Eagles. But kind of look at when the Eagles got rid of him. You know, he bounced around a little bit. He still had that speed ability, but he was never like a star player again. Shady McCoy went to Buffalo and was fine for a year two. But we're seeing this with running backs. I mean, do you keep pounding and paying a running back? I kind of understand what the Eagles were doing there. And who else? Did, oh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick. What did Michael Vick do? What, he went to the Jets and Steelers after that? Yeah. I mean, let's not pretend like they broke up the 85 Bears and these guys all went on to have great careers. In fact, Deshaun Jackson saying that makes me feel like, wow, that might have been the smartest thing Chip Kelly's done. He lost me at a Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, like, I mean, come Macklin on. Macklin was always cuttable, was always yeah. expendable. Macklin was a borderline bust. I, right. mean, I mean, if Macklin wasn't drafted in the first round, you'd be like, okay, fine. But for a first round receiver, are you kidding me? And good job by you getting an 85 Bears reference in. I'd Without say it's DA. the A show, bingo. And let me just say this about Chip Kelly. This is why Chip Kelly will always be near and dear to my heart. Oh, that's right. You promised us this. I've, we've told this story before, but the day or the night that Aaron Rodgers told me to get away from him when I showed him a half naked picture of me covered in birdseed. Still don't know why he did that. One of the people who <laughs> was standing in the circle encouraging me to go speak to Aaron Rodgers and do that was Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> who, if I saw Chip Kelly in the street today, would have no idea who I was. So we go to this bar. It's Final Four weekend. But it's not like a party in Scottsdale. It's like, I forget the name of the bar. It, it, like sawdust on the ground. Like it was like, if, if the Final Four wasn't there, you'd be like, wow, okay, this is kind of a shady bar. But for some reason, people knew people. And DA knew people who knew people. And everybody kind of migrated there. So Rogers pulls up. He's there. Chip Kelly is there. And he is, and this isn't a knock. I mean, hammered. Hammered. I, w- I witnessed how many Coronas he could drink it down. Corona was his beer of, of choice. And he swore to DA for three straight minutes that they've met each other a bunch before. And DA was like, I would know if I met Chip Kelly. He's like, no, no, I know you. I know you. I know you. And, and DA's like, no, we definitely, like, I I know I would have met Chip yeah. Kelly. He's like, no, 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 no. We and DA was like, does he just watch NFL Network all day long and knows me from the top tens? So Chip Kelly basically talked to nobody but like new people that DA knew and just stood with us the whole time drinking and would just like kind of like Hank Hillish mutter words every couple minutes it was like this is such like a bizarre anecdote to a night in my life I'll never forget and when everybody was trying to encourage me because we had all had a few cocktails to go show Aaron Rodgers the picture it was Chip who basically was like this whole girl yeah you know what was that boom hour from uh, King of the Hill and basically like it was <laughs> and I went over there so Chip Kelly will and that night we say goodbye to Chip we got in an Uber we ended up in a jackbox we've never seen or heard from Chip Kelly again but that night he swore he was our best friend so 
do you believe he doesn't remember because he was that drunk or because he's Chip Kelly and he has other memories that would have jumped that night? I would hope both. Because it feel I actually would... I might believe that if he was normal Chip Kelly and you went back with the Rod... Like, you came back yeah. and told him the end of the story... He might that, know. That he might remember you. Maybe. Maybe. I think this was just when he got... It was whatever that... That Final Four was with South Carolina made it with Frank Martin. Okay. So you'd have to look up the year if he was still coaching the Eagles or not. But that was when it happened. He might have been just fired recently or something. So drinking off money for not working. Yeah. I like exactly. that. Exactly. Weird night. Very weird night. All right. Finally, speaking of the Eagles, first posted by Eagles Nation on Twitter, Jordan Mailata sang a great version of a Stevie Wonder song at a wedding. That is excellent. It really is. So let me just say this. Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder is one of the top 100 songs of all time. It, I mean, it just is. It's it's so perfect in so many ways. I don't know whether it's a TV commercial, whether it's a Sunday morning starting your car, whether it's just, you know, moving around the house, it plays on an Alexa while you're vacuuming. Mm-hmm. Isn't She Lovely is just a, a song you can't help but just smile and kind of snap your fingers to. And my Lotta. I mean, the voice of an angel. A lot better than some of my Canadian bacon songs, wouldn't you say? I mean, better than all of them? Yeah. I would say. Uh, I'm watching the video now again, and he's he's singing this while his wife and I guess her dad danced, too. He didn't sing, oh, like, just to wow. her. So, is that good? So, that was, was this my Lada's wedding? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This yeah, is this his wedding. He sung it at his own wedding, yeah. not as a guest of a wedding, while the, the what, the bride father dance Yeah. Happens? Well, you know, I gotta be honest. This is, let me just say this, as a father of two girls now. I'll say it first. I feel like I'd be, I'd feel upstaged as the yeah, father of a daughter. That's I'm just my girl, say. and you're stealing the spotlight by singing over my shoulder. EJ, get Brooke on, on the microphone here. I got to ask Brooke about this, okay? Brooke, our intern. I am a father of two girls who I hope it is a long time before I see them get married because that means my life is flying by, Okay. But I have already thought about, like, this moment. I got to be honest. And yeah. you're a father of yeah. a girl. You got to keep a running list of possible songs. You've thought about the moment. 100%. Okay? Um, and there are moments I'm walking the dog and I song might come on. And I'm not going to lie. I get a little tear in my eye. Mm-hmm. It's daddy's little girl. Now, Brooke is our intern here. Brooke is a uh, now a young adult female who... <laughs> Brooke, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here. Uh, are you're you so close good with your this. father? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now... One day, you get married. You're going to do the father-daughter dance? Yeah. Okay. How would you feel if your husband, who might have a great voice, was the one singing the song you and your father sang to? Is that a little upstaging, or would that be something you'd be into? I think... I don't know. I think it's fine. Fine? Yeah. 
All right. See, I feel like it depends, though. Like, he has to have a really good voice. Well, and that was a good voice. Yeah. I agree. So you can't if make it was a, something like that. It'd be fine. You can't make a comic event of it. But, but do you think your dad would like that? Yeah. Wow. I okay. Think so. <laughs> okay. I got to be honest, Brooke. I think I'd hate it for I my kids. I think that's kind of nice. You know, I've spent my whole life, though, wanting the attention on me. Right. That that's probably my last moment to have the attention on me. I don't need my daughter's husband singing songs. But I feel like when they're, when the husband is singing, they're not paying attention to him. They're paying attention to you guys uh, dancing. See, I disagree. Uh-huh. You might be paying attention to you <laughs> dancing. Right. Everybody, and by the way, everybody's listening to my life, especially if you're, uh, he's an NFL player. He's already in the NFL, so he's already the star of the show. Yeah. Now he's up there singing, and whenever you say, oh, the, daughter, the dance with my daughter was so beautiful, I loved it, and they're going to go, and Jordan was singing so well. Like, it's always going to be attached to the story yeah. of the dance. Now, I don't like it. I don't like side, it. The it'd be awkward if you, like, sat your daughter down and, like, serenaded her in the middle of the dance floor, all romantic and whatnot, but it's still better than this. Like, you, this is my moment. It, like, Shut up, Jordan. Isn't She Lovely is a great song. Something great tells song. me my Lauda can sing other songs. Later on, break into karaoke if you want on the dance floor. Give me a Don't Stop Believing by Journey. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. That's a moment for a father and his daughter. Now, Brooke, apparently her and her dad would be into this. <laughs> All right. Who knew she was going to marry somebody from American Idol? <laughs> Not me, though. Not my kid. Thank you, Brooke. Yeah, no. That was a good perspective. See, the female says she's yeah. in. I'm in. I'm out. All right. I have a feeling Pete feels strongly about this. Yeah, where's Pete? Pete, uh, pop your head up back again. He's already shaking his head no. No, no, no. Pete, Pete just had a daughter. Okay. He could pop up. EJ's sharing them. Look at this. We are just shuffling microphones back here. behind. Take us. your this time, Pete. We're in no rush. Yeah, Pete, no problem, man. Just Talk stretch, to Ryan Pete, a little stretch. more, bud. All right? Stretch. Enjoy. Look at, look at him. Look. Pete, you're a, a new girl dad now. Right. You're a new girl dad. Okay? Yes. Have you thought about this moment yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Pete's already, and the baby is five weeks old? Yes. Would you want this? I wouldn't mind it. Wow. Hmm. I would have thought you would have been on our side times a thousand. Well, if William Hung was singing it, then no. So you need a quality singer, then you don't mind sharing the moment with him. Yeah, that's fine. But if it's the the husband, he's already taken your daughter from you. Well, that would show another uh, dimension to his character. Would it matter what dimension to his character? It's the most beat line of all time. It would. Would it matter what team he played for? If he was a Giants offensive lineman or a Patriots old lineman, would you care then? Patriots, no. Patriots wouldn't be allowed in the door. Okay. Let's just say that. Interesting. I don't don't know. I'm going to have to talk with my kids when I get home. No singers. They're out. Go marry a mechanic. Get my oil changed for free. (laughs) No, no. You can. Or a lawyer. yeah, Yeah. You can sing. Just not when I'm dancing with my daughter. Yeah. Or don't sing well and then just not. Yeah. We're singing, See, the, a, singing the cocktail There's a hour. million windows to sing at your wedding. Right. Not when I'm dancing with my daughter. Mm-hmm. It's my last chance. Right. She's mm-hmm. gone after that. He should pop out of nowhere, except except on the dance floor. Pop out of nowhere in every situation there is. The cocktail hour, I think it would the bus. Really... Are you guys going to cry when that moment happens? Yes. Are you cry? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's going to be at this hit. And that's the thing. You don't want to be crying as the guy who's married to daughter is singing. That's I horrible. I, no, no, that's a part no. of the whole thing, I think. As he's singing, I'm I'm crying? Yeah. That's a natural instinct, I I, I would believe. I not when not when another guy's singing it. It's just he's done enough. No, he's taking my thinking daughter. About, you're thinking about the daughter. Let's go a step further here. He's Jordan Mylotta. He makes a lot of money. Get me actually Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Make that happen. Bring Stevie out to sing Lines with my daughter. Then I'll love you that's forever a as a son in law. Then that's I marry point. him. <laughs> <laughs> what an eagle-heavy sound check, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
All right. Jalen Hurts, by the way, is wearing a mint green suit at this wedding, so even the eagle theme of his See, wardrobe. And that's it, though. That's also taking away from the bride in her moment. You can't be wearing a mint green suit to a wedding he looked good, though. and having all the eyes on you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's a handsome dude. I wish I could pull that suit off, but yeah. there's zero chance. By the way, you think Mylotta could be the lead singer of the Eagles? Emmanuel is on update Hello. today. Hello, hey. Emmanuel. How hey, are Emmanuel. you? Good, how are you? Good. So how about you? Would you want that if you were dancing with your daughter? Yeah, I don't mind. I think you're reading too much into you the guys, emotional stuff. You guys have no idea. Natural you have reactions. Do you have a daughter? Yeah, I, I do okay. not. We'll you check back in no later. Idea. Right. Thanks. Yeah, and Pete, will, Pete will change his mind. I can't weigh in here. here. You no. guys have no idea. And I'm going to tell you right now, Brooke's dead wrong, too. Dead wrong. <laughs> Her dad would hate that. Hate it. Oh, it's going to be a good day. Sean Morash, a.k.a. Moraz, here with Bogey. The Bogeyman is the DA show here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up your way in 20 minutes, we look back on the moment Joey Chestnut defiled this show and we should never root for him again in a 4th of July eating contest. And in hour number four, Badlands debut in Wienership 2 of 2014. Some fun hot dog moments in DA show history today. I know the Joey story well. I have no idea about Badlands' first appearance. I will set it up in the fourth hour of the show. I can't we'll wait. tee it up. And that's how Badlands now has gotten to the point where he just comes to my parents' house and hangs out. So there we go. Uh, all right. Before we get to more <laughs> NBA, we have calls. Eight, seven, se- uh, oh, interesting. 855. That hurts a little bit. 212-4227. That number again is 855-212-4CBS. 877 is Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At QL or local New York? I'm not going to comment on that. Okay. 
Uh, it's and Dave. A tear slowly rolls down Pete's cheek. It's a. T- oh, Dave in San Francisco. Dave, you're on the fan. What's got uh, you're. On- you're on yeah. CBS Sports oh Radio. God. What's up, Dave? Yeah. What's yeah, up? I just wanted to give a shout out, you know, to uh, Deshaun Jackson. You know, he played here locally. You know, at the, for the Cal Bears. You know, he was a dynamic uh, punt returner, uh, kickoff. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, wide receiver. Yeah. And you know, he, you know, you know, he also, you know, he he played well for the Eagles. And you know, Chip Kelly not only destroyed the Eagles, you know, he also you know, uh, you know flamed out with the 49ers. I think yeah. you know, he was an overrated coach. You know, he was yeah you know, he was uh, you know maybe a good college coach, but you know he was uh, out you know he was uh, you know you know under. You know, All right, I'm sorry. The call stinks. I have no patience for that. I'm screwing up left and right. I, we need to get this show on track. I like a good call. I call stunk. He ruined the 49ers. That was the, the punchline. He mm. also ruined the 49ers. Yes, we understand. And they got Jim Tomsula in there who once farted on stage. So, <laughs> I think the 49ers are fine now. <laughs> They've recovered. Uh, he still hasn't done... He hasn't done... And Do I need my mom telling the Twitch audience they can listen to me at 2 o'clock today locally? I just turn over... I got Twitch up, and there's my mom <laughs> popping in to let everybody know where they could find me later at 2 o'clock. She's your hype man now? <laughs> All right. I mean, if you're giving out the fan phone number and mentioning it, you might as well just say we're going to be on there. Oh, thanks, Mom. Don't forget to wash the kids' bathing suits. We'll see you later. All right. Anyway, a couple of tweets. <laughs> Is it 2 to 6 if we're scoring? Uh, yeah, 2 to 6, track? 25. Right. Uh, just a couple quick notes. There's a new Twitter account called DA Show Maps, apparently. Yes. I love you guys uh, so much. Who will connect, I am assuming, where we say we're connecting from every morning. So DA Show Maps would like to, to let us know, from Frederick Key's old house to the Boston Harbor, from Tucson to Arizona, Tor- to Toronto, Canada, from Kalamazoo to Waterloo, we are on the air. That's what I opened with. He said, note, I think that Atchel Morris may have combined the baseball team and Francis Scott Key into one thing. <laughs> so Francis Scott Key wrote the Declaration of Independence and, oh, wait, not... The, on the fan. What's the song? The Star Spangled Banner. The Star Spangled Banner. There you go. He wrote the Star Spangled Banner, not Frederick Key. Francis Scott Key. But Francis and Frederick, are they the same? Like, is that a nickname? No, those are different names. Okay. Like, Fred and Frederick are the same okay. names. Or, and, you know, Frankie and Francis. Yeah. Yes. To be fair, why did it take a Maps account correcting me? None of you guys picked up on that. I screwed that up. Because did you hear how bad you screwed the whole thing? It was yeah. hard to focus on one particular screw-up because I thought you said Frederick Keys as if they were a place in Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't think that the Frederick Keys... Like, next to Key West is the I Frederick Keys. I did not Keys. think that, that, that uh, Dick Vermeil hung out in the Frederick Keys. I didn't think that that was a case. You want me to, to guess at what you know? No. But it is odd that we're saying Frederick Keys because I didn't know they existed as a team until yesterday. It's really odd that this is coming up again this morning. Yeah, I can assure you, I had no idea they were a baseball team. I was not confusing baseball teams. There was a great little Jeremy Schapp piece on ESPN yesterday about this teenage catcher from Uganda. There's never been a professional player from that African country wow. ever. And this guy in Uganda um, has no money for equipment, training. was tra- He would, like, tie tires to his back, fill water jugs, tape them to, to his legs out. to work out. 
and he was posting these videos to social media of his ridiculous catcher workouts and playing decent catcher. And some dude saw it and funded him. And then an MLB... This sounds like the plot to hustle. No, it sounds like actually it's like a weird version. It's like the baseball version of like the blind side almost. Okay. And then there's some MLB draft league where you can go and play as you're prepping to be drafted by Major League Baseball. And this young guy was just brought over, but now he's got to go back to Uganda because his visa is expiring. So now he's got to shift his focus to finding like a junior college to play for. Wow. But I had no idea that the Frederick Keys or this league existed. And now here we are this morning. And I'm making a Frederick 24 Keys. hours later, and we're back on Frederick Keys as a baseball team. That's a little, it's a little story there. Yeah. That's interesting. So I met Francis Scott Keys' house. Yes. Which is, he wrote the Star Spangled Banner. Not the Declaration of Independence. Not, no. Which is not a song. No. Famously. <laughs> This is going to be an interesting case ahead of the 4th of July. I obviously understand that John Hancock, the Hancock Tower in Boston, was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) Pete looks confused. And we have the Founding Fathers. They all got in. Everybody signed off. It's kind of like if you're signing your closing when you buy a house. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? I got to go home. Do you know? Does Uh, anybody know? Has anybody cared to ask all these years later? No, people people know. I'm trying to now think of the Hamilton song because that's where my most recent history lesson has come from. James Madison was definitely involved in this. I feel like Franklin was also. Did they all ben sit Franklin, down that's and kind of like I, I write like, it together? Well, there was a com- there was like a committee meeting. Yeah, I feel like you know there was a writer. The Continental room Congress. I don't know why. I, don't know why I feel like maybe they Ben Franklin it. was the showrunner, and you know. All right, Brooke. Can you find out who wrote the Declaration of Independence, please? Thank you. I, I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. It's funny. You should have been fascinated in like third grade. I was like, this feels like an are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. Twitch is saying Thomas Jefferson wrote it. The, I don't think that's true. The Continental Congress. So I got that right. I think was, he might have been part of it. I don't think he was the sole writer. You know, it wasn't like R.L. Stein with goosebumps. Thomas Jefferson wrote the original draft. And then it was wow. workshop from there. Okay, but he not the final thing. He kind of handed one over and said, what do you guys think? And then they kind of pieced through They got it. their red ink out and a quill. Yeah. And they marked so it Thomas up. So Thomas Jefferson didn't actually write the Declaration of so This is like a Drake song, basically. Yeah. You know, Drake kind of wrote it, and then OVO Sweatshop gets it, gets together yeah. and puts it puts it all in one, okay. one thing. So just know, if you think Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration you're technically wrong. He wrote the draft, and then the actual No, I mean, you're close out. enough. Yeah. And I again, I would say that you're not the person to declare who's right or wrong in this conversation. Isn't she lovely? Yay, yay, yay. On January 2nd, 2013, a new sports radio network launched. CBS Sports In the 10 years since, we've undermined the sterling reputation of CBS Sports on a daily basis. Here's another moment from the decade of DA. We oftentimes on the DA show like setting this barometer, whether it's for a 12 DA of Christmas or a moment we always be remembered for. DA and I have always said, can you tell the story of the DA show without insert here? And that's usually a good barometer to talk about whether a clip is truly memorable or just memorable in the moment. 
And I believe this next clip you're going to hear is one of those moments that you cannot tell the story of the DA show of the last 10 years without. I take you back to the summer of 2016. We were in the evening slot then on the East Coast, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 3 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. And we had carved out a niche as being the food show. Shocker, look at me. We had done hot dog eating contests for three straight years in the years of 2013, 14, and 15 called the Wienership. Wienership 1, 2, and 3. 2, you will hear a little bit later on. In year 4, DA came up with an idea. I think we need to do a little something different. Maybe the Wienerships have gone stale. And we had established a relationship with Major League Eating at the time, and they had offered one of an American icon at the time, a guy who I was beginning to idolize, Joey Chestnut, to us to come in studio along with Megatoad, Matt Stoney, who had become a big competitor of his at the time. So, of course, we said, we asked if we could do a hot dog eating contest. He would not be into it. I said, well, can we at least get him to eat some kind of hot? We'll do something different. And Major League Eating and their partners at the PR firm confirmed we are going to bring all the hot dogs from Nathan's. You guys come up with some stuff, and we'll have Joey and Matt eat some hot dogs with you. And I went back to the emails to establish this. Eat some hot dogs. DA decided we were going to do everybody invent a crazy hot dog. There was going to be a s'mores hot dog with graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate chips. There was a pizza hot dog with sauce and pepperoni and cheese. Mm. And maybe like a peanut butter hot dog. There was like other stuff. So me, Joe D'Aloisio, who was in Peach Chair back then, DA, we all came up with these hot dogs. And we would have Chestnut and Stoney each try them and grade them. We were all excited. We pumped up the event. They were going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern time, two, two hours in. So they came in. DA set up the bid, and Joey Chestnut rebuffed. It is your decade of DA from June 30th, 2016. What sounds delicious, a pizza hot dog, and that is marinara sauce, some Parmesan cheese, and some pepperoni. Now, I see the looks in your face, and you guys are acting like that's disgusting. You know you eat 70 hot dogs in a sitting, so I don't want to hear that this is disgusting. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, like, I wish I could eat them all, but I can't really eat tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but, you've, uh, eat, you've eaten some hot dogs tonight. I've eaten a couple, and I'm on a pretty strict uh, routine right now. But okay. uh, but he can make it, and uh, I'll, I'll agree to eat it some other day. <laughs> I don't know if I'll that ma- ca- I, Yeah, I'm not eating tonight. <laughs> so no hot dogs at all, Joey? I could look at it and, and critique it, but uh, I hate to be a Debbie Downer. Stony. Uh well, you guys you can, can eat it I, I if you to, want. You guys can turn around and go home then. I mean, we can make the other people eat it in, in the studio. So neither, <laughs> so you wouldn't even eat a plain hot dog right now? Um, it's hard, you know. We're on a strict diet. and uh, Weren't you eating hot dogs all day, though? These no, guys were we, saying you were eating hot dogs all day. Where do you see us eat hot dogs? Well, that, it, one of these guys you hear, said, you read everything you hear or believe it. <laughs> the, this is your guys here. This is your team of Nathan's people saying you ate he 20 not, hot dogs uh, today. Oh, no, that was supposed to happen. Oh, we, oh yeah, we, we didn't eat anything. We had to do ESPN. Oh, we, 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 had, we, had, we had to eat two hot dogs for ESPN in the morning. Okay. Other than that, we, we were, we're pretty empty. So a total of two hot dogs yeah, all day. Yeah, today, I'm, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty much a cleanse day because I'm getting ready. So no hot dogs tomorrow? Tomorrow we'll have to eat one for media. Yeah, it's the Don't end of the night, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not putting anything in me unless you're paying me big. <laughs> and you're not that cute. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Joe. Back at you, my man. So, uh, what can we talk about then? I mean, <laughs> we can make them. We got a couple yeah, people in here to eat them. Uh, so you we, you we can judge your, them. You want I'll, your, I, your I, team to make them? Or you want to make them for your team? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll make it. I'll, you know, I'll make a real nasty one for since he was he was okay, committing Mariz, me to eat. Why don't you why don't you come on in here, Moraz? Since Moraz is our thictator, and uh, and we can uh, go over some of the ideas here that uh, we had ourselves. Now, Moraz had an idea of like a peanut butter chocolate hot yep. dog, like and that was nutter, that was very exciting. Moraz, you can go over there, um, and we can uh, and we can try to figure this thing out. So we were going to make creative hot dogs, and we were going to have you guys at least try them. But you won't even take a bite of them. I'll take a bite of it. Yeah, a bite. You know, I'll take a bite. Take a bite. Bite fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is you now. Know, this is compromise. Now we're working yeah. towards something. Now well, we got something. The art of the I deal think, here. I for an eye. Okay, uh, James. Why don't we turn Mraz's microphone on over there and uh, see if we can get him going? So, okay, a, a bite here or there. That's good. Yeah, that we can make get it. Okay. We can. I mean, you guys are. You will, you will eat seventy hot dogs. We're going to eat here seventy, in a of days. And, and we're. So one bite won't kill you. That's like telling that I'm not going to say Go that ahead. What, what, what That's like, like saying, oh, he, you know, you're Jenna Jameson's. You can do all this. Why don't you just do this one for free? <laughs> no, do this one. You know, we, we're going to do it. We, we're committed to a contest for competition. Doesn't mean we're, we got to do it every every second. No, that's true. But you did eat two hot dogs earlier today. And it was it, it, it was in my schedule. Did, did I? I was, this was not. It, it, I was. It was a little bit of a surprise. Okay. You, All you, right. You caught All us. Right. So, so Mraz, who did we speak to here in terms of organizing this whole thing? She's not here. Okay. Yeah, Tess. We, 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 Tess. We, we can blame Tess. Tess, okay. we will blame. I'm okay. throwing her under the bus. Right. She said the bus is rolling on her. Okay. And what, yes. And, and Tess, because we explained, and, that, and that's why she brought hot dogs. Yes. And that's. But, but you explained to Tess that we were going to do this kind of creative hot I have dog. an email chain okay. to back me up. All right. And she said that these guys would do that. and she said, uh, yeah, they'll try hot dogs. Okay. All right. So, so at least we can get a bite out of that. Yeah, we'll get a bite. Okay. So you, you guys have to take it out with Tess then. Uh, 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 I'm, not, I'm, I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> are, you, are you the type of guy yeah, like I'm like a little bit creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one that used the Jenna Jameson uh, metaphor before. So. Well, you were trying to. You're just like, yeah, let's, let's just see what you can do here. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, what the heck? What? I'm, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to act I'm, like. I'm not, I'm not a monkey dance. <laughs> I was getting I, a little bit irritated. Joey, I did not mean to suggest that you were a show, show pony or a monkey. I, we were just under the impression because of Tess. This is all well, Tess's fault. Yeah, yeah. Tess right. had signed off. This was just a miscommunication. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't miscommunication. want to, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. get on your bad side I'm not, here. No, 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 okay. you know, I'm not going to turn green or nothing. You're on. an easy, you're no, an no. easygoing guy. You're an American icon. No, you're like, a hero. Yeah. And I understand. And 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 if you and I fight, it's it's like mommy and daddy fighting in front of Mirage. No, no. Woo! 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 Okay. We could bring down the music, Ryan, now that everybody's heard that clip. So some of you probably heard that clip. It's a famous moment of the A show history. Maybe we have new listeners who've never heard that clip. That is Joey Cheston, who you will see competing tomorrow, and to give a little background. He gives off this vibe that he's like a true American hero. I eat a lot of hot dogs, and I was kind of expecting that. You know how they say, like, you don't want to meet all your heroes. You find out some guys can be jerks. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem saying this from a radio perspective. Perspective. Joey Chester is one of the few people I found to be a jerk in this spot. Um, strictly from, let me just give you a little aspect of my job as a producer. Forget the funny on-air stuff. You coordinate some guests. You figure out certain bits. You kind of are the liaison between what the host wants to do compared to what you're going to book. So, DA, again, we were skipping doing a hot dog eating contest to do something creative and have Joey Chester, who was like the guy, was like having Ken Griffey Jr. in talk baseball. You're having the <laughs> hot dog guy in. We were only going to have him in. Because, frankly, with all due respect, when you're a major league eater, you're not that interesting to sit down for 10 minutes if you're not eating something. You kind of are like a show pony dance. Like, that's just the bit. Joey Chestnut got caught lying this day. He got caught lying. 
He goes out of his way to say, where did you see us eat hot dogs? We are supposed to do that. In the midst of this interview, as DA is pointing out, they're on, there's clips of them both on the Today Show that day eating multiple hot dogs. <laughs> and on ESPN, they were up in Connecticut and driven down. That's why they're able to do us at night. They were eating hot dogs on set. He comes back to say, oh, uh, you know, we, we tried one for ESPN. It was media. We see them on TV in real time being played back, and they kind of get caught off air lying. Now, you don't get that part on the air, but they were caught lying. He also says, you're not getting me to eat that unless you pay us big. Well, if that doesn't tell you that Joey Chestnut is that the everyday American he is. Newsflash, you're on a media tour. He also said this. He goes, I, you know, I guess I'd eat one for media. We are media. This is a tour set up by Nathan's and Major League Eating to promote you being on the contest. They are paying you to do this. But he wanted us to pay him out of pocket to eat a bit. Could you imagine? Could you imagine having that foresight? He then says, maybe you guys can make it. I could eat it some other day. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to happen. We're going to make it now. We'll call you on the 6th, Joe. After you vomit everything from the contest. Uh, we can make it and make other people in the studio eat it. Who? Me and Joe D'Aloisio? This whole thing, I'm sorry, was a disgrace. And Matt Stoney, grow spine, bro. He just was following Joey Chestnut's lead. Though You heard him the whole interview. He had mm-hmm. no voice for himself. As a producer, because I had the email chain to show that all of this was properly put in place, that it was agreed upon with Major League Eating, but in real time on the air, DA is obviously, you could hear him angry, tense, and they just don't let go of the whole thing. I felt such anxiety in my chest this night. What is DA going to be mad at me? I did my job. I co- This is all on him. Luckily, after DA saw everything, he was like, this is a disgrace on their part. Joey Chestnut was banned from the show that day. We had been offered him a couple years since. We have never said yes. Tomorrow, when you go and root for Joey Chestnut and go nuts, just know the man is an absolute disgrace, and he screwed us that night. He's the evil empire. It's not yeah. the Yankees, not Alabama football. He's He's the villain here. There's no yeah. reason to like him, to root for him. I've heard that clip now, I don't know, six or seven times, have had deeper conversations with you guys about it, and he could not come off any worse. Yeah. Stupid Jenna Jameson references. Right. That, you know, you got to pay me a lot, and I, you're not that cute. Like he Clearly just, thinks he's a big shot, too. Not funny. That gives off the vibe he gave, thought he was a big-time guy. And that's still early chestnut. Imagine yeah. what he's like now. Yeah, and, like, man, when you say, like, oh, maybe we'd have to eat one for media, like, what do you think you're doing here? Like, we're CBS Sports Radio. What do you think you're doing? And the lying, I think, is what really set me and DA over the edge. We caught him lying. Right. He and lied. shame on Tess for maybe not telling them the also, full thing, but she agreed dude, to things that you were expecting. It wasn't like I plugged in the roller and power outage the uh, the computers. That would never Nathan's happen. Nathan's brought in the hot dogs for the bit. They came in with him. Mm-hmm. And not like... Here's two hot dogs. They'll try one. 50 hot dogs, which was great. Everybody in the studio got to eat that night. Yeah. We had leftover. It was The whole place smelled like hot dogs. It was delicious. They brought in the hot dogs for because the bit was, we'll bring in the hot dogs to do that. Hey, Joey, why do you think the hot dogs are following you in, bud? Now, EJ, you look like you're ready to chomp at the bit here. I mean, I, f- I feel like I, it's like you said, meeting your, your heroes. Like Joey Chestnut is a bum. He's a bum. That's all. I, I mean, that's the only way I can describe this. I mean, I'm listening to that clip. This is the first time I've ever listened to that clip. It felt like a curb your enthusiasm moment, but it's like the moment where Larry is right. You know, like yeah, there, yeah, are yeah. The, there are very few moments where like, oh, like Larry's making a great point, and this yeah. person really is like a jerk. And 
that's what I felt like I was watching. And I'm shout outs to DA for like not letting him off the hook. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of hosts would have just kind of like bowed down and said, okay, whatever. But like he, he made, he made Jerry, Joey Chestnut like show himself. And I think that that was great on his part. And if I'm going to find any angle at all. And I would never just cause he's still banned to like give Chestnut any kind of break. Like I'm trying to put myself in a mindset as like a guy now gets very tired, dad or whatever. Like it was eight o'clock at night. I'm sure he had a long day media. They had driven from New York city in the today show up to Bristol, Connecticut to do ESPN. Then back down to New York city to do us It's a long day of driving. I'm sure he yeah. was tired. But also, and this is where the ego comes in comes into play, bro. You're Joey Chestnut. Like it's a couple days for the fortune. This is your week. You know what I mean? Like this is your week. You're not. Now I'm sure he does. You know the oyster eating event and this, that, and the other yeah. thing. But like you're not playing a baseball 162 game season here. You're not football. This is your week to do these tours. Suck it up and spare me the. This is a cleanse day. Like and, I'm prepping that, for. Come on. And that is why I wanted to play this clip first before playing Wienership 2 with Badlands in Hour 4. Everybody who came to Bob's Bar or got to watch the show or listen to the show saw Badlands do what? Badlands didn't know that he was catching donuts from Bradley Schwartz <laughs> snapping it when he showed up. But guess what? We now have a relationship with Badlands. We just know he's down for whatever. Mm-hmm. Did Badlands complain that we asked him to eat 25 mini donuts snapped by Schwartz's son? No. Did Badlands, did, we didn't tell Badlands to chug an entire box of Joe at last year's Bob's Bar Show. He just did it because he gets the bit. He's a competitive eater. He's, we're not competitive, but he's a bit of a circus act. Mm-hmm. And Joey Chestnut's a bit of a circus act. Like, that's your skill, but it's it's circusy. It's why we watch. We don't watch the competitive eating stuff because we're, like, really interested in stats. We watch it because it's it's a freak show. I mean, it reminds me, and P will acknowledge this, it's like wrestling. You yes. know, it's like you're always working the gimmick. So, like, Badlands yes. is someone who's always working the gimmick because that is who he is. He is that character. Like, here, Joey Chestnut doesn't understand who his character is at that point. And it's crazy because yeah. he's supposed to be Captain America. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Which is wild. Bad, I mean, uh, Joey Chestnut misses the bit on understanding you're a hero because you're a character. You're not a hero because you're, like, a real athlete that needs to figure this out. Exactly. And I certainly wouldn't want to derail him for setting records and all that stuff by eating. But we also... We're not asking him to do it a hot a hot dog eating contest. Right. We're asking him to try three bites. Right. Exactly. He could have gotten away with eating less than one full we, hot dog and played we the being, game well. Right. We thought we were being respectful by saying we want we don't want you to come in here and do a cut. We understand. Yeah. That it's July for you have three days to go. It, it's beyond idiotic. I will never root for him again. And that clip still just is whatever. I mean, it's just like the biggest like ugh. And we're a forgiving bunch, yeah, as evidenced by Bob's Bar. But there's no forgiveness for this. Yeah, I have for this a question guy. though. Like, is there what? Is there anything he could do to say, "Hey, you know, that moment was well, bad. I yeah. understand." Like, if he and, came back and like in the studio, he's like, "Man, eight years ago, I do remember that moment. I was really tired out a long day. There was miscommunication between me and the PR staff. Uh, they didn't fully tip me off to everything I was doing. I could have handled myself. Of course, there's always room for apologies, but." I don't think that would ever happen anyway. And it wasn't like the next day Joey Chestnut woke up and was like, damn, I was tireless. I was probably because like he felt the awkwardness. It was like the next day we got a message or anything like I screwed that up. I can't speak for Sean or for DA in this because I was not part of the show when this happens. I only know how they feel about it since and still. To me, the only way DA could ever absolve and forgive and move on from this is if Joey Chestnut on his own accord happened to listen to this show and become a fan the last couple of years and could sit down and throw out inside jokes 
Yeah. Do a Canadian bacon reference, something like that, and acknowledge that he was a doof however many years ago. I think that's the if he was if he somehow ends up today being a super fan of the show and can feed into and his apology would have all of these references, inside jokes, maybe that's the one path to him being forgiven. Possibly. But even think that but that seems impossible, so why even think about it? I'm going to do a lot of reflecting over the next couple of weeks as my time to the uh, time on the DA show full time comes to an end. Okay, we already did the sobbing and the crying and all yeah, that. We're already on to uh, calling this the fan by accident. The week of the 17th, we're gonna have a lot of fun lookbacks. I think you know Pete's got some stuff up his sleeve. I can honestly tell you, in my 10 years on the DA show, that that moment you just heard there was the most stressed out I have felt in real time working on the show, combined with. The one time, like, my chest actually hurt, and I was like, oh, my God, this has gone, like, really awry because I had set the whole thing up. It was a big deal. It was heavily promoted for days. Uh, and I personally, to answer EJ's question, will have a hard time ever truly forgiving Joey Cheston for putting me in that moment. And, I mean, we've dealt with Aaron Rodgers. We've joked around with the get away from me, buddy. How many countless athletes have accomplished far greater heats, uh, feats and stuffing 73 hot dogs in their mouth in 10 minutes have been much more <laughs> down-to-earth people and for this, I say tomorrow, noon, whenever the heck it's shown, if it's tape delay, ESPN Plus, whatever, I hope Joey Chestnut has to, you know, lose. I was going to say chokes, but I don't want him to get injured. But you know what I mean. I hope Joey Chestnut sucks tomorrow. How about that? It'd be nice the way things are going if he even had to compete. I mean, he's winning yeah. by landslides. And he's, that's the other thing. He's ruined Push the hot dog the eating contest. There's no, there's no drama to it. And can, I, can I keep it a buck? <laughs> this whole thing... Made me feel like, what is going on with this hot dog contest? <laughs> oh, so, I'm going there. Yeah, and I'm not normally fair. the conspiracy theory guy. Well, the floor but, is yours. What do you mean? Well, like that moment, like you talked about Stony kind of yeah. just falling in line with Chestnut. Like, and you agree with that, right? You yes. Heard the, okay. I agree yeah, but with what's that. he going to do, though? But he's a competitor. Like, this yeah. is this is like if... Turn heel, go anti-Joey. Right. Like, this Joey is like, won't do it, I'll do it, and then I'll beat him on, you know, whatever. Yeah, this is like, I mean, if Magic and Larry Bird were, like, at an event and, like, Larry Bird was being a little hostile, I feel like Magic would at least try to do something but, there. Like, it almost makes me wonder, like, are these guys, like... Working but with last four. This wasn't Chestnut? Magic Bird. This is like Kareem and Rookie Magic. Does Rookie Magic right. step in and like steal the show from Kareem? And by the way, sneakily, Stony beat Chestnut around this time one year. Right. It's like the most forgettable contest of all time, but he beats him one year. But to that point, I agree with you, man. Like turn he like Stony could have Stony could have been a hero that night. Yeah, and it would have been it would have been great, and and shoot, it would have been probably a great story for the actual contest. Yeah, but and he missed it. That's where we were, man. So this week will always make me think of that. I will never forget that moment in my whole career. Never, ever, ever, ever. I don't know if it's the same day, but I have a very lovely memory of the hot dog, the Nathan smell, the Nathan's oh. cooler full oh. of warm, steamed dog still. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The buns... They've got their own branded condiments. Oh. Now, it's not the the number one thing you should eat at 6 in the morning, but it oh. was delicious. And it made us feel fancy. Oh. It made us feel real. It was early in the network. You know, are we, do we have any real footing here? Are we mainstream yeah. yet? Oh, and they, Nathan's delivered, literally. Oh, they stuck so many dogs in our mouths. Oh, those are good times. Are we ready to get stunned? Yes. Sure. Let's do it. Stunned. We have an anchor that knows the NBA. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. All right, so in Seattle, which will also be the site of the baseball all-star game, something very different happened. A Seattle homeowner went toe-to-toe with a burglar, and the homeowner did it with a sword. Officers found a 71-year-old man with a sword and, quote, visible minor injuries and found a 61-year-old man in the same home with a stab wound to his torso. After investigating, this 61-year-old man broke in. The 71-year-old man got home, noticed the window was broken, some items were misplaced, so he spotted the burglar in his living room. Fight broke out. The suspect tried stabbing the homeowner with a pitchfork. The homeowner then escaped, ran to his room to grab a gun, started wrestling with the burglar for the gun, and when the homeowner tried to tried to shoot him, the gun malfunctioned. So that's when the homeowner grabbed a samurai sword and stabbed the burglar. Both ended up being treated for injuries. The torso uh, stab wound was deemed non-life-threatening. Okay. <gasps> so deep breath. Rob of the 321 sent this to me. Is this a clue house? And then I sent it to Emmanuel. And the headline's about the samurai sword. Right. Incorrect. The headline's about the 61-year-old alleged burglar. What 61-year-old dudes breaking into houses? Hey, 61 is the new 50, man. Is it? I'd say at 50, you're told to be a burglar. I mean, look, you could have guys who are 61 like my dad getting hip replaced, but there's plenty of spry 61-year-olds I see running around. Yeah, but you should be done with your crime committing days by 61, or you should already be Dude, the kingpin who's sending guys out to burgle. That is your... That, you think, is the headline? Yeah. We went to a house where the burglar was able to pick up a pitchfork. Right. The... 
the guy who owned the house had time to get from living room up to his bedroom to grab a gun that, didn't work. that malfunctioned and then was able to have a backup plan after a malfunctioning gun and was able to grab a samurai sword yeah. to stab this I'm, guy. This is definitely going to be the plot of, like, John Wick 7, right? I mean, are like, we kidding? Eight, right? I'm I, still I, most stunned by a 61-year-old burglar. The stun to me is... Who has is, a samurai sword? Yeah, we you, know these, about the samurai the sword, though. It in. It's surprising, but, but a pitchfork? How did the burglar... Have a pitch for it. Okay, so here. Fireplace. We're, we're power ranking stunned. To me, 61-year-old burglar, then it's pitchfork, then it's samurai sword. And no. this might be personal because my grandfather had a sword that he took off a dude from the Korean War and brought back with him. Wow. Now, this guy's 71. That's not his correct age, but there's ways to have a sword. Well... The pitchfork, I think, everybody has like those little pitchforks. If you have a fireplace, you kind of stoke the flames with it. I actually no, can picture that. that's a poker. Them. A pitchfork is like the three prongs. I could see the writer wow. confusing the two. Or you're confusing the two right now. Maybe. Yeah. I All have right. a new stun. I was going to say hot take, though, before you have a new stun. Don't you grab samurai sword before grabbing gun? No, you grab oh, gun you first. Oh, you don't want close contact. Yeah. Gun, of course. I don't know, man. It's very easy to fire a gun. If I see somebody's breaking in, I'm swinging my... When else are you using a samurai sword? <laughs> like, the samurai sword is for that moment. Oh, you go, I That's finally have samurai. my chance? Yeah. Mm. Here's the issue, though. You can go shoot a gun at a range. There's no samurai sword swinging ranges. There was already a, a pitchfork. So if you really want to outdo your opposition, you get the gun. And the pitchfork was in the house, or he brought the pitchfork to... So what I read, it, it was in the house already. So that's some house. Gun, pitchfork, and samurai sword? It's not a place I want to have poker night. This is some long-standing beef. These are, I think <laughs> these are two people that knew each other. They used to get it in in some unscrupulous. I don't know what that means. Uh, in some unscrupulous. <laughs> I love you. you know, operations. Here's my son. No and one now died. this is a, a settled, this is an old score that's being settled. It has to be. I So I kind of agree that this doesn't feel random. But at the same time, EJ, counterpunch. Would you break into a house knowing it had a pitchfork, a samurai sword, and a gun that could all kill you? I mean, I think this guy knew what he was getting into. I think this, these are professionals. I, I mean, I'm telling you, this feels like any one of these crazy action movie flicks where the old, you know, the old gunslinger, so to speak, they think he doesn't have it. And lo and behold, he still got the samurai sword ready to go. Before we break, I do have to answer Emmanuel's question here. He said, is the most stunning part that nobody died. No, because it's a 61-year-old and a 71-year-old swinging around these items. That's that's the other part. If this is like a 25 and a 31-year-old, somebody's dead. Guess who broke it up, by the way? A 61-year-old woman. Leaves that part out. Did other she homeowner. live there? Oh, the other homeowner. Well, overheard. It was one of those classic crime scenarios where you, where you hear something happening and then you report it. What an old neighborhood. Is like, elderly, like, what is it, Florida? Was this elderly Florida? strip in Seattle. Yeah, where was it? Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Seattle. Oh. Home of the All-Star game. Right. All right. <laughs> On January 2nd, 2013, a new sports radio network launched. CBS Sports In the 10 years since, we've undermined the sterling reputation of CBS Sports on a daily basis. Here's another moment from the decade of DA. The Decade of DA. Okay, so year number one of the DA show in 2013 on the overnight started to evolve. DA really talking to him and Schwartz for the first couple months, then 
I kind of got introduced as a character where he finally trusted me on a mic when I was doing the 30 jerseys, 30 nights. Wow, Schwartz went first? Yeah, Schwartz was the number two for the first, like, two or three months. And I Man. guess DA quickly pivoted and said, I need to find something else in a hurry. <laughs> uh, and Mraz kind of was born uh, out of that. You know, a listener in Salt Lake City couldn't say my name, and, not, you know, it became evident. I, I was quirky. I loved food. So we got near the 4th of July in year one, 2013, and DA said, I have a great idea. We're going to do an overnight hot dog eating contest. I had a hot dog warmer from the old block parties and stuff, and it was going to be me versus Kenny Brock. And the first one was kind of a dud. I ate like nine, eight or nine, maybe even ten hot dogs, and Kenny Brock got like through two or three, and there wasn't really much drama to it. DA wasn't doing it because he was hosting. So we actually had two wienerships in the first year. This gets forgotten. We combined them into one clip. At one point, Tom DeCelestino, who now produces writer than you, Decel, he was a part-timer around. He said that, you know, I guarantee I could eat more than Brock. He came in and we did a part two. He only could eat like two or three hot dogs. So wienership one was kind of a dud hmm. in many ways. But I had earned this reputation because I'd blown both of those guys out. as like, wow, you are the king eater. So as we approached year two, it was the overnights of 2014. And DA had this idea. He goes, man, it'd be great if we could get somebody who really ate hot dogs to see how you could do versus somebody legitimate, somebody real. Uh, you had created this aura. And later on, we would have chicken challenges and stuff as like a real eating hero. And I said, I would love that. And I came up with the idea of contacting Major League Eating. I had known that Badlands Booker, who's like an icon, now, now we know he's a friend of the DA show, lived on Long Island. How I knew this? A few years earlier on my drive home on a 4th of July from my grandparents, I saw Badlands Booker and his wife driving with the Nathan's cups scattered all over their truck on a parkway. <laughs> and Badlands is impossible to miss. So we rolled down the window. We were beeping at him, and he started waving like crazy. And we did some research. It turned out he was from Long Island. I was like, that's crazy. Right. Badlands Booker, who we loved on the 4th, is from Long Island. Now, at this point, did we know he was also driving the 7 train during no, the week? No, I didn't know any of this. Okay. So this is pre-my DA show is when I found out he lived on Long Island because I saw him as a young kid. So I said, I'm going to find a way to get in contact with him. So I did some digging. I found Major League Eating and it turned out Badlands Booker was a subway conductor driving trains in the city and lived on Long Island. Not a subway sandwich artist, a subway conductor. And I explained, I go, I know this is a really tough ask. We're an overnight show, but we are Nash. We love to have you in. Badlands right away. I'll take off. I'll be there. What time you want to do this? We'll do this 5 a.m. Eastern time. So I take you now the first ever time Badlands Booker comes in studio, it's July 1st. The year is 2014, the second and final year of this show on Overnights. It is 5 a.m. Eastern time, and me as a champion of kind of wienership one where nobody could compete with me is going to sit in the chair to the right of Bogues. Badlands Booker is going to sit to the chair left of me where Emmanuel's been sitting. DA is sitting in the chair I'm sitting in now, so I want you just to kind of picture this in your mind. And here was the sounds edited down, of course, for time content of Wienership 2, Badlands debut on the DA show. One. You're off! And Mraz goes after the hot dog first, fast and furious. Mraz has eaten the hot dog first, while Badlands is looking over to him and smiling. Badlands knows something that nobody else does. He knows he's just toying with Mraz right now. As Badlands has his first hot dog down, he is also stretching his jaw right now. Badlands stretching his jaw and moving back and doing a little shimmy. Now he's waiting and ready to go and going two hot dogs at a time 
without the bun. He has put down two hot dogs without the bun, now dipping the hot dogs in what appears to be Gatorade. He's dipping the hot dog buns in the Gatorade, and he is done. That's, I believe, three or four hot dogs already. Now two hot dogs apiece. Schwartz, what is what does Mraz look like right now? An absolute mess. He is totally outclassed in this situation. Badlands is Badlands is playing rope a dope with him. Right now, Mraz, I just saw Mraz squirt ketchup directly into his mouth, which is a really bizarre thing. Now here's Badlands just doing two hot dogs at a time. I believe Badlands is now five hot dogs deep. He has just plowed through another two hot dogs, and now he's soaking the buns. I've never seen anybody soak the buns in Gatorade. That is what Badlands is doing. Seven hot dogs are almost done by Badlands. Seven are done. Schwartz, how many for Mraz? Looks like Mraz is at three. 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 Three hot dogs. Okay, Badlands has now doubled already, doubled what Mraz is doing. Two more hot dogs going down for Badlands as he is dipping the buns in the Gatorade. Last year, Schwartz, we remember Mraz was taunting. He was going under the legs. And this year, I see none of that. None of that confidence slash swagger slash arrogance. He is a humbled Mraz right now this year. A humbled Mraz. He is dressed in his hot dog eating costume. If you could believe that, yes, he's dressed as a hot dog. Right now, Badlands wearing a Nathan's t-shirt. Oh, no! Oh, he oh, stole a hot dog! Oh, Badlands <laughs> has taken a hot dog off of Mraz's plate and has plowed through that as well. He's in double digits right this now. This looks like Clubber Lang against Rocky Balboa 1 in Th- Rocky 3. This is the Super Bowl. We thought maybe it was going to be close. But, boy, the Seahawks are pulling away and pulling away big. Mraz hopping up and down. Badlands is on hot dog number 13 and 14. What do we have on Mraz? I got Mraz at five right now. Mraz, is that accurate, an accurate number five? Yes, can, five. Can he keep it within double digits? What's interesting is that we have seen Badlands do what Mraz did last year. Shimmy a little bit, dance a little bit, do a little song, step back. Really have some really have some groove going. Mraz has none of that this year. Not at all. Not even close. He just finished number six. Looks number like number six. Badlands is through fifteen hot dogs, I believe. Fifteen hot dogs. Badlands is enjoying this. Look, he's throwing his head back, his eyes are closed, he's rubbing his tummy. Oh. It looks like he is enjoying every part of this. Now, that's the most impressive thing that uh, Mraz has done was the burp. That was Mraz's burp. He's now cleared some space. But Booker is down 21 hot dogs for Badlands Booker right now. 21 hot dogs. What Schwartz is Mraz And Mraz is now on number 10. This is number 10 for Mraz. Okay. He has reached double digits, just like he did in the uh, second go-around last year. Last year, he had 10 hot dogs. So this is just the tie from last year? This is just the tie from last year. Mraz has met his match. We thought it was going to be Godzilla versus Mothra. It just turned out it was Godzilla versus Tokyo. That's it. There was never going to be a competition. Can Mraz keep it within double digits? Again, Badlands is totally slowing down. He is not even eating hot dogs anymore. Now he's just enjoying himself, <laughs> eating like he was at the beach. I mean, this is this is an amazing performance. This is like playing four corners in basketball <laughs> at the end. He really is. He really is. He's, he's come down to a halt here. <laughs> he is patting Mraz on the back. Mraz can't even eat another hot. Mraz, you've got a top last year, man. You had 10 hot dogs. 
Yeah, this is not good. Oh, Morass is going on. down. Keep it within double digits, buddy. <laughs> you say that's for you, Callie? That's for you, Callie. Oh, bad. I'm sure Ryan Callie is appreciative of his efforts. Badlands is through 21 hot dogs. Guys, we have two minutes left. Oh, he's helping him out a little bit he's, more. He just took some hot dogs away from him. He's taking a hot dog away from Mraz. This is number 22. Badlands putting on a display. It's like taking candy from a baby. It really is. This is like Yasiel Puig. Three home runs, three stolen bases, 16 total bases. Mraz has nothing left. Absolutely nothing left. Badlands is laughing. Now <laughs> After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Just enjoying his hot dogs. Badlands just made uh, an interesting observation. He's, he noticed that Mraz is suffering from the meat sweats. There's the meat sweats are kicking in. Mraz is wincing right now. He's bent over the he desk. He has to take it a bite in about a minute. Mraz, at least top last year. You've only done 10 hot dogs. Has he done 11 yet? No, this is 10. He's finishing up the bun of number 10. Come on. Last year, you were between the legs on number 10. What is going he on? He was in my face, taunting oh. me in the in the in the uh, replay last year. You know, Brock was correct. He is all talk. He's always all talk, and he always it it falters at the end. This is just like the wing eating competition. Terrible. We, another burp, but no white towel yet. Have we? Do we have the white towel? There is one minute left, boys. Sixty seconds left. Booker has plowed through twenty-two hot dogs. He is now dipping it again. He's going into 23. I mean, this is not. He gave up. Mirage. Top he gave last up. year. One oh more, my man. God. One more. Oh, Booker at 23. He's just enjoying himself. He knows he has dominated the competition. Booker is now dabbing his face once again with the golf towel. And Mirage is tapping out. There's 30 seconds left in the competition. And this has been one of the great embarrassments, shames in competitive eating history. Mraz last year was going between the legs and taunting on hot dog number 10. This year on number 10, he's getting the meat sweats and tapping out Schwartz. A complete failure by Mraz. A complete, utter disaster. I've never been so embarrassed to have worked with him before. Um, all talk, no action, really. I mean, I, as, as on top of the world as he was last year, a huge calm down for Mraz this year. I mean, and there you have it. The first ever time you heard Badlands Booker on the DA show, which has become now almost a decade-long friendship and relationship. And I find that clip really fascinating, Bogues. First of all, a little house cleaning. I forgot Schwartz also partook in Wienership 1 and was very unimpressive in how many hot dogs he could eat. Turned out he was just looking for a free dinner of about six hot dogs. Okay, that was number That's one. That's happened before. 
Uh, Cap also pulled up the video online of how this looked. Yes, I was dressed as a hot dog wearing a hot dog outfit. So, here's what's interesting about that clip. Number one, Schwartz is the color guy. Boy, Schwartz got a lot of run on the DA show in the early days, those I mean, first few years. What are we doing? He was the color guy to DA's play-by-play. Also, whenever anybody in, who has joined in as a listener in the DA show in years past, hears me mention enablers and wants to say I did this to myself. Did anybody hear how badly DA was trying to make sure or make me feel guilty about not putting an 11th hot dog in my mouth? Did anybody hear that? I did. Now, the context of coming off the previous year changes just a little bit, but 10 still impressive. Right, and that's the other thing. I was taunting the year before, but I was a showman, right? Like, I understood I had to put on mm-hmm. a show. It was I, I still was trying to make a name for myself early on. So I was doing dribbling hot dogs between Like, I was having fun. So I get in this cage with Badlands, let's call it, in the studio, and here's what happened. I was raring to go, and I was excited. I wanted to see how I could do against him. And there was a part of me that day that entered work and went, I might be able to take him. And if I take him, it might make me a professional competitive eater. Like, that could go viral. Like, that was my mindset was, maybe that's my path in life. <laughs> maybe I'll be competitive eating guy if I could beat Badlands. Badlands starts off, lets me put two in my mouth, and he's sitting there staring at me. And I'm like, what is he looking at? And he knew. He knew that mm-hmm. I was not going to be up to the task. So he takes off from there. And much like what just happened at Bob's Bar 3 with the burp in my face where, like, I actually, I was essentially throwing up. I saw chunks fly out of his mouth. Badlands went and we had full newspaper. I remember, never forget Ack being so upset the next day. We had full newspaper and plastic bags and everything to try to clean this up. Badlands went dunking. He, he requested Gatorades we had to bring in for this event. That was his high-maintenance stuff. He was dunking the soggy buns, and it was all over himself. And he was just, I was seeing bits of wet bun fly out of his mouth as he was eating. And I managed to get 10 hot dogs down while feeling absolutely disgusted watching me. Like, I'm still getting queasy thinking about it. And I knew, looking at him, like, this is not the life I want. I Mm. don't want to be competitive eating guy. Um, I would later on that next February have a good run in a chicken nugget eating challenge, chicken challenge too. Right. Jacob Wilkins debut. Yeah. yeah, I'm pulling chicken nuggets out. I, that was like my big comeback as a competitive eater. But from that point forward, people have already always asked me, why don't I do any more competitive eating on the show? I had to retire, and Wienership 2 really changed things. Wienership 3, I was beaten by a female, Shayna from the Gotham City Cheerleaders too. Right. That was a massive upset in CBS Sports Radio history. And that kind of sent me into retirement as a, as a competitive eater. I think about eating 10 hot dogs now in one sitting. Like, those are my 20s, different day. Not that I'm some kind of skinny person here. I don't know how I did that. Like, that is kind of impressive to me. So that day, you didn't love the dongs to the face. I still haven't had 10 hot dogs all summer. I feel like you could get 10 in a day. Like but in you, 10 minutes, yeah. No. But I, and, but I have that same kind of innocent confidence in eating hot dogs. Like, five seems really easy to get to. Then after five is when yeah. the battle actually begins. And hot dogs just, like, your whole mouth tastes like a hot dog. I also want to enjoy the hot dog. I don't want to do the misfit dunking yeah. in this and whatever. And I, and like, that's, I was lathering it in ketchup and having it slide down my throat that way. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be for enjoyment and a little competition. And I was says, anybody listening going, I could do more than that. It is harder than it looks, especially if you're watching a man basically throw up all over himself. Yeah, I... Can can I criticize Kenny Brock for a second? Yeah. Who had that thing mic'd? Like I heard I heard I didn't hear Badlands yeah. at all. 
I could barely hear you turn a mic on. We didn't really know what we were doing back then. Seems like it. We didn't really know what we were doing back then. But how about that, though? We come for that moment and think about the relationship we have with Badlands since anytime we asked him to come on, he ate casual wings one day. Right. He's come to Bob's Bar twice. We've had him on, you know, just anytime we need him to call in. That night was the first time we ever met Badlands and really had, and he. we just knew he was a man of the people. And he's literally, we're going on nine years of being friends with this dude. Pete, I don't know what the budget is, but what if we hire not one new Sean? But multiple new Sean's. Like Monday and Tuesday was Boyle. Wednesday was Carlos. And what if every Friday was Badlands? I don't think Badlands could do five days a week, but once a week seems doable for Badlands. Well, we might be able to pay in food. Mm, he might take that. Red Lobster gift card? Yeah. Admiral's Feast. Right? Support your local business and order out. I think I had Red Lobster the other day. And he's got to have good contacts, so he could probably book a guest or two. I'd probably get us some free food, too. That yeah. as well. All right. That's not a bad idea. I, can I also give this show credit for a second? Yeah, please. for that? A lot of shows do eating bits. I mean, look at Maggie and Perloff, basically, their first two years. Um, it's not something unique. It's not. I'm not going to pretend like the DA show has been original in that. But there was something about, like, the cutting the teeth early days of the DA show, especially on the overnights. Like, we had a guest in the studio overnight doing this where, like, Amy does a good job with her chubby bunny or whatever. But there was, like, something about, like, the madness circus display that just the listeners kept clamoring for more. It was, like, something they look forward to, wienerships. And hot, and then mm-hmm. when our company got bought over, we couldn't really do wienerships anymore because of choking hazards. And, yeah. <laughs> like, people were devastated by that. And the show has evolved over the years. But I look back, like, at those early years, the overnights into the evenings. I think the eating challenge is probably the most memorable moments that we can recall. Right, because they weren't three in a month right. like other shows are doing. Yeah. And when you did them, there was a twist. Like the idea that you had with Joey Chestnut was a good one. To make random flavored hot dogs was a good idea. Not just here, eat six in four seconds. This one had Badlands. Yeah. Jacob was so good in the chicken challenge doing the play-by-play. Your involvement, I'll be nice for a second, helps. So you guys did it. What the the beauty of this show is doing things that other shows do, but in different and better ways. There's only so many ideas. It totally is. And and somebody also just mentioned on Twitch. I saw this the Crave case. So for anybody who doesn't remember that, there's a reason you don't hear that moment played back in time. <laughs> I was real fat on the overnights, like real fat, like. 30 pounds at least heavier than I am now fat. Right. Uh, those were not healthy days for me at all. So I don't, I forget what bed I lost or whatever, but the, the deal was I was going to have to eat a whole White Castle Crave case, which is 30 slider burgers, not in 10 minutes, through the course of a four-hour show, and they would do live check-ins to see how I was doing meat sweats. <laughs> While you were alive. So we set this whole thing up. DA picks up the Crave case, a White Castle, and bro- I'm wearing a shirt that says No Limit. <laughs> I remember that. I'm allowed to start like an hour before. It was five hours. So I start eating and they check in. And the salt from these burgers, as I mean, I get like 10 down, 12 down. I start swelling up, puffing like a puffer fish. At this exact moment, we have this bit planned. Ends up being the unbelievably tragic and crazy events in Boston that night where they found the Boston Marathon bombers and they were basically on a manhunt on the overnight. Right, this the happened. city was closed. The city was closed. So a lot of people went to bed that night not knowing this had started, and we were up all night tracking this. So the whole thing becomes off of the Boston Marathon bombing. This, like, tragic event unfolded where a police officer was killed that night, and we end up, because we were on live in Boston, having, like, 
people on calling the home sign. We have to pull the cord on doing the me and the White Castle bit, and I'm already 12 sliders in. So now I'm sitting there puffed up, swelled up, and it means nothing because there's such a like, historically horrible event going on in the yeah. country. So the reason we don't have audio that are played back that is because it kind of got like white because it became more significant things going on. But think about that in typical DA show fashion. Ten years later, you look back and go, "We set me up to eat all the White Castle. And it means so." So I ate twelve White Castles for no reason because we couldn't even pay it off. So two things: I that was still happening the next morning when we went yes. on the air. I was afraid to go to bed. I thought I was going to miss right something right with Feinstein, and I, that was the one time I remember us having a conversation of, "Do we need to like?" Do we have a, because at that point, too, we were still owned and run by CBS. Like, do we have to go to CBS News at some point? Like, yeah. do we need to, like, go off the air? Yeah, it was crazy. To let somebody else cover this? Because what we're supposed to, like, this was literally happening. We're not going to be breaking down whatever was going on right. that morning. But the other thing is, on a much lighter note, do you think you could have gotten through the Crave case? Well, I will tell you. There's a payoff to that. I was told to bring the Crave case home when I wake up. Track them. Pictures of me with each one. I finished the Crave case later that day, watching the events unfold, and we went over it that next Monday. With a full night of sleep in between? Yes. Yeah, so I was okay. like 12 and then 18. Okay. It was disgusting. DA, yeah. of course, couldn't let go of the bit, making me do it, and yeah. I did it because what did I know better? Of course he made you finish it. But that was the case. <laughs> we, we we lost the bit that night, but that was another you know food lineage moment of the issue that has like a crazy historical anecdote to it. But do you think you could have done the 30 in the five hours? I actually do. I was at a good pace. Without even with the, po- sm- the puffiness? It was small. Yeah. I was Maybe my body would have eventually rejected, but I was feeling good at 12. It wasn't like hot dogs. It was different. This is going to be a bad day. It's already half a holiday. Yeah. And now we've had Nathan's and White Castle conversations yeah, this man. morning. Lunch is yeah. going to be a you-know-what show. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. Oh, the Declaration of Independence. Happy 4th of July. So DA show maps would like to, to let us know from Frederick Key's old house to the Boston Harbor, from Tucson to Arizona, Tura- to Toronto, Canada, from Kalamazoo to Waterloo, we are on the air. That's what I opened with. He said, note, I think that Atchel Morris may have combined the baseball team and Francis Scott Key into one thing. <laughs> so Francis Scott Key wrote the Declaration of Independence and, oh wait, not. On the fan. What's the song? What? Come on, man. Hello. The Star Spangled Banner. The Star Spangled Banner. I think you're an idiot. Chubby, bald, little stooge. He wrote the Star Spangled Banner, not Frederick Key. Francis Scott Key. But Francis and Frederick, are they the same? Like, is that a nickname? No, those are different names. Okay. Like, Fred and Frederick are the same okay. names. Or, and, you know, Frankie and Francis. Yeah. Yes. To be fair, why did it take a Maps account correcting me? None of you guys picked up on that. I screwed that up. Because that's a great question. Because did you hear how bad you screwed the whole thing? It was yeah. hard to focus on one particular screw-up because I thought you said Frederick Keys as if they were a place in Florida. You heard me wrong? Well, I didn't think the Frederick Keys. Like, next to Key West is the I Frederick Keys. I did not Keys. think that, that, that uh, Dick Vermeil hung out in the Frederick Keys. I didn't think that that was a case. You want me to, to guess at what you know? What more do you want from me? <laughs> so I met Francis Scott Keys' house. Yes. Which is, he wrote the Star Spangled Band. Not the Declaration of Independence. Not, no. Which is not a song. No. Famously. <laughs> you big dummy. This is going to be an interesting case ahead of the 4th of July. I obviously understand that John Hancock, the Hancock Tower in Boston, was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> okay? Pete looks confused. 
And we have the founding fathers. They all got in. Everybody signed off. It's like kind of like if you're signing your closing when you buy a house. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Christopoulos Porzingis. Do you know? Does uh, anybody know? Ark Manning. Has anybody cared to ask all these years later? <laughs> no, people, people know. I'm trying to now think of the Hamilton song. Because that's where my most recent history lesson has come from. This is history! James Madison was definitely involved in this. I feel like Franklin was also... Did they all ben sit Franklin, down that's and kind of like I, I write like... it together? Well, there was a com- there was like a committee meeting. Yeah, I feel like you know there was a writer's the Continental room Congress. I don't know why. I, don't know why I feel like maybe they Ben Franklin it. was the showrunner. Uh, so just look up facts on the internet and just take the opposite approach to it. I, I'm fascinated by that. It's funny. You should have been fascinated in like third grade. I was like, this feels like an Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. The, Epic fail. The more you know on the 4th of July. Does Are- anybody know? <laughs> Nobody cared to ask <laughs> all these years. Have you that yet? The DA show question of the morning. Would you want the groom to sing during the father-daughter dance at your daughter's wedding? This is after Jordan Mailata sung while his wife danced with the father. 85% said no. Yes. You hear that, Brooke? 85% said no. 14% yes said yes. Me and Bogus would not want mm. our daughter's husband to be singing while I'm trying to cry and, and do my thing here. Brooke right? wrong. Pete wrong. 14% of America wrong. Stunning. Right. Uh, our analytics provided by Brooke Stewart. The Eagles have a Christmas album. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, that is. It sold out in two minutes in 2022. The first single, Blue Christmas, is performed by tackle Lane Johnson to center Jason Kelsey when assist from of members of the Hooters. Oh, I guess that's like the Eagles. And a groom wore an Eagles jersey during a wedding ceremony after winning Super Bowl bet with wife in 2018. How about that? All right. And Beyonce and Jay-Z's first dance song is Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Lame. Can't do that. Can't do that. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to EJ. Thanks to Brooke. Thanks to the new guy in the short shorts. Thanks to Emmanuel Bogues. I'll see you Thursday. Take care, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.